Coming up, Disney Cruise Line cancels their very first cruise on the updated Disney Magic. SeaWorld has a float in the Macy's Parade, financial trouble for Disneyland-style park in Poland, and there's an expansion plan for Orlando International Airport. We also have our segment on drinks around the world at the Yacht and Beach Club and the Swan and Dolphin. That's up next on the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 654 for the week of October 22nd, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, and Disney Cruise Line vacations. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged, everyone. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio here in Orlando, Florida. I am your host, Dustin West, filling in this week for Pete Werner, who is in the kitchen right now, uh, cooking up a whole lot of food. I think uh, everybody that is in Orlando that has anything to do with us is going to be here later. Today. Mixing things in bowls, yeah, <laughs> yeah. squeezing his pepper. Yeah. So uh, while he's prepping for that, we're going to have a good time later on. Um, I am filling in as host. I'm also joined at the table today by John Magi, Kevin Close, Sean Thompson, Corey Martin, and back in the production nook, we have our associate producer, Craig Williams, on the controls. Looking sad as ever. Looking very lonely and sad. Aww. <laughs> That's great. So what happened in the beginning there, Craig? We had a black screen for quite a while. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what has to happen. Sometimes. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant for you. Like, yeah, for that's like a ticket. seconds, yeah. And then my phone went off. That was a good time. That was a good time. Yeah, I got my, uh, got my family is in town. My parents are in town, and they're going to come over today, and we're all going to hang out, have some uh, good grilling food. I know Pete's working his butt off in there, and we're going to have a good time, so I'm excited about that. Pete's niece and nephew are here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm surprised to find them in the kitchen <laughs> being put to work. So that's fun. Um, I'm excited for that. But we do have some uh, housekeeping. Uh, we've had a lot of things going on this week, so we've got a lot to talk about in rapid fire and housekeeping. A whole lot of stuff going on. The first thing I want to mention is uh, coming up very, very shortly is the Delaware meet on November 1st. Um, so just make sure you check that out. You can uh, see who all is going out at uh, disboards.com. Um, if you go to the Diz Unplugged page, you can see the Delaware meet and all the information for that. Yeah, we have it on our show notes page. And just to clarify, um, whenever we say show notes page, that's usually disunplugged.com. Right. So if you go to our main site, you can see that we have a whole bunch of links for the show notes. Every week has an individual post. So you can uh, just go to the individual show page and then those, that's where our links are. So I think some people get confused when we say show notes, but okay. disunplugged.com. Very cool. Yep. Um, also, just want to briefly mention the uh, Disneyland virgin, uh, version of our show. Oh. oh. And which one of them is the Disneyland virgin? <laughs> Didn't I'm guessing most that. of them. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> Meow. Tom, you'll have to. Now we have an East Coast, West Coast <laughs> yeah. going on. I meant to say the Disneyland version of uh, the Diz Unplugged. Uh, if you visit uh, DizUnplugged.com, you'll see uh, links to, to their show. You can also go to iTunes and uh, subscribe to their feed, the Diz 
Disneyland version of the Diz Unplugged. This week, Jack Bergen joins Michael Bowling and his wife Carol to, uh, to discuss the new uh, disability access service now that all the changes are in place uh, for the guest assistance cards and whatnot out in Disneyland. So you can learn more about that. Also, Alan uh, Allison Henry returns for more personalized planning tips for her upcoming holiday vacation. Um, so all of that, again, is at DizUnplugged.com, and you can subscribe on iTunes uh, for the audio version of, of their show, um, the Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition. Last week, uh, Tony did a review of Blue Bayou, and yeah. he mentioned the waiter's name a lot. And of course, Tom had to find the most obnoxious sound possible. What was it? <laughs> he used a clown horn. To <laughs> I was listening, and every, I was driving, and every time the, he mentioned the name of the waiter, the clown horn went off, and I jumped in the car because it was so loud. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. come he's not allowed to mention the name of the waiter? Uh, I think it was an unfavorable review, so he kind uh, of we just don't want to my fire. protecting the... Gotcha. I don't know what. Anonymity yeah. of that person. <laughs> sure. That's funny. Yeah, clown horn. Well, there you go. Um, So I know uh, before we move on, I know you guys wanted to mention something that we've been working on. So um, if you guys want to take that. Yeah, um, Dizapalooza coming up very soon, and we are selling shirts um, for the event. A lot of people have been asking us for shirts uh, for the event, so we're going to be we have shirts available available starting today. Mm -hmm. These are pre-order. So if you want a shirt, pre-order, pre-pay, and then we'll make sure you get your shirt. We are going to have women's versions of the shirt versions of the shirt, <laughs> versions of the shirt. Uh, uh, so we're gonna have a um a link unless you want to tell them the link yeah i'll do both so we're gonna have a link in the show notes page um so it'll be easy to find it'll be on youtube everywhere you can you can uh, you can look to see it but if you just want to i'll just say it now it's the hyphen diz dot my shopify.com so t-h-e hyphen d-i-s dot my shopify.com but like i said it'll be everywhere so you'll be able to find it we'll also do is we'll share that um to the folks who are actually going to the meet we've got an email list so we'll oh, perfect email yeah. blast that out to everybody and also we'll put it in the post yeah and just to uh, specify I don't, I don't know if you mentioned it but um you can also have, you can have it shipped to you your address or you can do the option for free shipping and you can pick it up at the event itself oh cool which makes it a little easier so yeah I'm excited. There, there are two color variations. There's a white and there's a blue. So take your pick. So pick both if you want. The design of that is so cool. I love the it's fun. Toy it's Story fun. inspiration there. Really cool. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to see a whole bunch of people wearing those. Oh, yeah, yeah it'll be so. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, does anybody else at the table have anything they want to add to housekeeping? I do. Okay. Um, several of us are going to be on the Disney Magic this upcoming <laughs> week. Right. Uh, and to the best of our ability... Depending on Wi-Fi, we'll try to do some tweeting and some live pictures and some live reporting. So try to uh, watch us uh, for that. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, we've gotten the schedule from Disney Cruise Line. And but pretty it's much very it's like, vague. Right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Show up and leave. It tells us the date. That's pretty much it. I so. think, John, you're going to do the aqua dunk, and that's about it. I am. Yeah. Right. We're going to videotape it from the bottom. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> pretty. So just check us out. I don't know when it's going to be or what we're going to have a chance to do, but we'll try to keep informed. I hope we have nice weather for it. We should. We're, we're getting into that part of year where yeah. the rainstorms don't. I was listening so to the news today, and they talked about um, Hurricane Lorenzo. However, it's out in the middle of the Atlantic, and then they said the words everybody was look, looking to hear. It's not coming anywhere near land. <laughs> yeah. So we should be safe. Lorenzo. That's a cool name. Um, okay, so I just had to just have to mention one more thing. I, I apologize if I'm frazzled, because when I came here today, uh, my I had to change a flat tire, so I was running late. Oh, no. So I just oh. Wanted, just wanted to was it yours? 
It was yeah, I didn't change a random. It could have been a really good story. Was it on the side <laughs> yeah. of I four? No, it was in the parking lot of a Seven Eleven. Anyway, I knew I was going to be hosting today, so I was trying to get here really early, and that just didn't happen. Actually, I think we, I had tra- traffic issues too. I four was closed. Yeah, because of a crime scene. I guess there was a hit and run. Because someone yeah. changing a tire. Because Dustin was changing a tire. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got here in time. Cool, cool. All right. Well, um, I guess that's it for everybody for housekeeping. Yeah. That's it for me. Cool. Yeah, me cool. too. Cool. Well, John, I know we have quite a few news stories, so why don't we uh, get started with All right. That. Our first one. Disney Cruise Line cancels first Disney Magic sailing after rehab. Disney Cruise Line canceled their first sailing of the newly reimagined Disney Magic last week, just days before the ship was set to leave port. On October 17, 2013, cruisers scheduled for the 1020 sailing of the Disney Magic, fresh out of dry dock and rehab, received word that their cruise would be canceled due to incomplete works. Part of the letter to guests read, quote, As you may know, the Disney Magic has just, underga- has just undergone the most significant transformation in the history of Disney Cruise Line. Unfortunately, during the course of dry dock renovations and the transatlantic crossing, we encountered challenging weather conditions that made it necessary that made the necessary work impossible to complete in the time in time for the first cruise. As a re- result, as a result, we made the difficult decision to cancel the October 20, 2013 five-night sailing from <clears throat> Miami, Florida. Cruisers were offered compensation in the form of a full refund, full refund of their voyage fare, plus a complimentary sailing up to five nights in length on the Disney Magic when sailing from Miami or Port Canaveral before May 16, 2014. This complimentary sailing is subject to availability and offered in the same category stateroom with the same party mix originally booked. Cruises were... Uh, who were unable to, to take advantage of the complimentary cruise offer were then offered to sail at a 35% future cruise discount on any Caribbean or Bahamian sailing up to seven nights in length taken by October 31st, 2015, excluding holiday and peak sailing dates. In addition, Disney Cruise Line paid all airfare change and cancellation fees for those passengers affected. Uh, this seems small consequence to many families who had planned for this sailing and or for those who had begun traveling as part of their vacation. Wow. Uh, it was rough. It was rough for us as travel agents. Um, a lot of really sad phone calls. Yeah. This happened days before, not so, weeks before. Right. So there were a lot of phone calls to people who were on airplanes. Oh, my god! And we had to wait till they land, landed to contact them to tell them it's not going. Well, what it sounds like, though, is that Disney is handling this the best they can. Um, I mean, they're offering all kinds of, you know. Their compensation is great. Yeah. I think they've done the absolute right thing with their compensation. You're going to get all your money back. You're going to get a future cruise. If you can't take that particular cruise, you're going to get money off another one, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't change the fact that some people have taken time off from work. Right. That they probably can never get back. Uh, some people have booked airfare that well Disney's going to get their airfare back but who knows when they can travel again and again as Kevin said we had people in the air we had people on the ground saying at world so it was tough one of the things they didn't do which kind of surprised me was they didn't extend the offer to Walt Disney World stays so kind of what they could have done was said listen we know you're already here for this week we'll let you stay at Walt Disney World Hmm. and 
give you some kind of compensation or work out the pricing that way. But they did. So they're just going to do fly the people that want to play, and they're just going to fly back, fly back home. We had some people who uh, turned it into a Walt Disney World vacation, paid for that themselves. We had some people switch to the ten twenty Disney Dream sailing, hmm. so they were able to get more time off from work and make that work out. Yeah. But a lot of people just had to cancel. We have several who don't know what they're going to do. And 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 just on top of all that the canceling of your plans and not knowing what you're going to do i mean this was a, a going to be a really special cruise you know this was going to be the first on the magic um after all the renovations so that's kind of disappointing as well that adds another layer of disappointment like well, we we could have been the first absolutely you know and you never know what disney's going to do disney's really good about um inaugural stuff and you know so maybe they might have offered something special to these guests for being on this cruise and that you know they won't get that back from a media standpoint i'm i'm kind of happy that we are going to be the first ones to see it this week right. i mean that's kind of selfish but i'm not going to spoil it for us you know seeing pictures Corey doesn't care about the children <laughs> forget the children <laughs> uh, we want the first of everything yeah. all, right. all right so you know hopefully people have changed their plans already and are right. back to being normal all right, our second cool. news story. PETA protests SeaWorld float in Macy's Parade. Okay. Animal rights group PETA marched outside the Park Avenue home of Terry Lundgren, chief executive of the Macy's department store chain, last Friday to advocate for the removal of a SeaWorld float in the annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Last month, SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment announced it would debut a float called A Sea of Surprises in the 187-year-old Macy's event on November 28th. The spectacle, comprised of sculptures of sea turtles, penguins, sharks, and whales rolling on ocean waves, is intended as a tribute to the Animal Park's 50th anniversary in 2014. PETA is petitioning for the float's removal from the two-mile-long holiday parade and argues that SeaWorld engages in cruel treatment of marine animals for profit. Macy said their float was not meant to offend. Uh, PETA has taken their disapproval of the SeaWorld Macy's Parade float online, urging people to protest their local Macy's stores. An online petition is also available on PETA's website. And I assume this is an actual picture of the float, or is it a It's a photograph. No, it's concept what? art. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, it's actual. Yes, that's on a green just, screen. That tiny little pop star is blue. On the, the, the weirdest thing is they want people to, to, to what? To protest Macy's? I think it's, yeah, it's. Go for the source. Go for exactly. Macy's. Exactly. It should be Go the SeaWorld. It seems a little ridiculous. They were at the, the guy's house, the. The, the, the and they're not protesting the horses that are used in the parade, right? In, yeah, on I know. city streets. I, I mean, they've. The problem is they they choose these they choose these things because of the publicity factor. Yeah. They've chosen to take on Macy's because it will get them more, you know, yeah. notice. Well, I think the idea is that the person who would have control over the float would be Macy's. Macy's would have the final word to say can or can't be in their parade. So that's why they went after it. However, there's a part of the story I kind of left out because I couldn't really find exact uh, numbers and information. But PETA never filed for a petition or a, a license to protest that day. And in New York City, when you don't have a license, you can only have up to 15 people. Uh-huh. So I imagine I that was, probably wasn't a problem. I'm sure there were 14 people protesting <laughs> at this guy's house. They, I know SeaWorld also has a float plan for the Rose Parade, so I don't know if they're going to move their actions towards the Rose Parade people now. I don't know, but they're going to drag a dead killer whale down the middle of Pasadena. <laughs> <Yeah>. Surprise! <laughs> it, I don't know. 
It's just, you know, I'm all for the ethical treatment of animals. Absolutely. However, they chew, PETA does things that make me roll my eyes. And I just, you know, I think they're, they're, clout could be used in more effective ways. I think this is just ridiculous. And I think most people, once they read this, you know, you're protesting SeaWorld on Park Avenue. Yeah. In front of a a department store executive's home. I'm sorry. It just, you know, I'm an animal lover, but that's silly. All right. Our next news story. One billion dollar expansion approved for Orlando International Airport. Apparently, there's a black screen behind me. The Greater Orlando Aviation Authority, or GOAA, approved the plan for a $1 billion-plus expansion at Orlando International Airport. The first stage of the expansion includes a $470 million multi-part project, including a new automated people mover, a 5,000-space parking garage, and other improvements to baggage and existing terminals. GOAA Chairman Frank Gruppenbacher said the airport was an economic engine and needs to be ready to accommodate Central Florida's growth. Uh, The expansion isn't expected to be completed for several years, but but it's starting to address the airport's growth need for parking and transportation accommodations. Uh, Quote, we are building this to allow us to operate a 40 million passenger and more stress level while we build to expand the airport's overall passenger threshold, Brown said. Construction is expected to start after the airport hits six straight months of more than 40 million passengers on a rolling 12-month schedule. What they need to do is move it closer to everything. (laughs) Well, if they keep expanding it, it's going to be right here. (laughs) (laughs) Airport suburbs. million people. And what's that from? What's it at now? I don't know what it's from now. I don't have the numbers now, but that's what they're projecting is going to pass through that airport a year. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Uh, these changes sound really good. Um, more parking. Yeah. The people mover sounds interesting. I don't know how exactly that worked or where it would take you to and from, but... I would I imagine think, it'd be kind of like Universal if it's gone to and from the like parking Like City lot. Walk? Yeah. Even in a big airport. Disney needs that down Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer the people mover uh, prod, which is sort of shock <laughs> catcher. Move. We've seen that in bigger airports, though, or other airports. Yeah, yeah. Where they have yeah. the moving sidewalks. I think that's there are what some that of means. them in. I guess through the main terminal, maybe. Yeah, yeah. In the shopping there area, there's. Uh, yeah. yeah, they have them. And there's some down when you park in the uh-huh. parking garage and then go through the tunnel underneath. Like at Atlanta, when you go from terminal to terminal, they have the people movers. They I know because I've, I've run train, through those yeah. things before. <laughs> as as someone who has traveled to many different airports all over the place. Um, all over the country. I mean, in my in my opinion, the last airport that needs a one dollar billion expansion for efficiency is Orlando. But Orlando's I'm not going to complain. One of our favorite airports. I agree with you. Yeah. I think it's one of the best I, I, run. It's the cleanest. It's the easiest to get around. We always tr- ask ourselves: Is it because we know Orlando Airport, or is it just more time af- effective? Yeah. I think it's, it's probably not- both. But I think it's it definitely effective. is really effective, yeah. So what does this expansion mean? Does it mean it's become more complicated? Because you got to think if they're going to build another parking facility right. somewhere else and then more terminals. No, if you want to talk I about complicated, let's talk about downtown Disney. <laughs> uh, sorry, switch topics and you go. <laughs> All right, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens and how it plays out. But I think it goes to show that Orlando is a major player in travel in the future. Yeah. All right. And our final news story, 
It's my favorite one. Yeah, mine, mine too. Polish Disneyland files bankruptcy. Adventure World Warsaw, which began construction in 2012 and was supposed to be a major economic boost to the centrally located European country and was supposed to be the, quote, Polish Disney, has filed for bankruptcy. That picture looks like Jurassic Park or something. It actually kind of looks like a regular Disney park until you get close and you see, like, Bratwurst ride and things like that. (laughs) According to Polsky Radio, the park has filed papers for for bankruptcy as the company was unable to complete the park and pay the creditors. Quote, it is with great sorrow that I declare that I have signed an application for the bankruptcy of AWW and its subsidiary firms, Peter Jan Mulder said. The park was going to employ 3,000 people in the city of Grodzik, which is located just south of the Polish capital of Warsaw. Despite many attempts, it was not possible to build and finance the amusement park in Grodzik, Mulder said. This failure seems to be permanent. Adventure World War- Warsaw was going to be a massive park encompassing 230 hectares, which I think is like a mile, and was budgeted to have a construction <laughs> I cost. I doubt that. <laughs> 230 square miles? 230 hectares. Hectares. And was budgeted to have a construction cost of 598 million euros, or $12. The park's theme was going to focus on world myths and legends. <laughs> I think it's from- the other way around. <laughs> I don't know. My math is good. The park's theme was going to focus on world myths and legends from the Slavics to the ancient Egyptians. Jan Pazio, a member of the town hall in Grodzik, said there is still hope that some investor may purchase the land and reignite the project. In other words, burn it down. <laughs> reignite. Well, I remember the uh, the pyramids in Poland. That was yeah, right. The ancient Egyptian pyramids in Poland. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm kind of <laughs> sad that's going away. I never knew about it until now, and now I'm sad because I want to go. Right? Yeah. You want to go next? You just want to go to Gridzik. <laughs> so a hectare is a uh, a unit of measure that is ten thousand square meters. So it's still, again, I still don't know how many, <laughs> so how many how many square yards is that? How many square feet? I don't know. I don't Divide know. by three. We point were driving in Germany, and it was thirty kilometers back to our the city where our hotel was, and there were four of us in the cab, and. We decided that was 300 miles. <laughs> then we decided it was 30 miles. Then John decided it would be better if we turned meters into feet. And then he told us it was like 60,000 feet. <laughs> and I'm in trouble with it. Trouble. There were four adults in the cabin. We, it, we found out that 30 kilometers equals about 12 and a half minutes. What I liked is that they were going to have certain rides that would be specific to the history of Poland. You know, things like World of Black and White. You know, and stuff like I that. like the idea of a historical theme park. Do you now? I do. I'm trying to move right on past that one. Um, I, I do. I do like the idea. It's a shame. It really is a shame that they they couldn't fund this but i guess well disney tried to do this disney tried to do an american history park in near Virginia, washington yeah. yeah near washington and that sort of put that photo up again bit the dust unless you have a roller is that an actual photo riding the constitution <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> it's, an actual photo. it's an aerial photo do you see the sea world float it's so green in poland <laughs> <laughs> i wish i could expand it like on your iphone like getting close and see poland's the, the ireland of eastern europe <laughs> they, do. they do they have like a water feature that's like a mayan temple and i'm telling you it's the sausage flume the sausage flume. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that'll do okay. it for the very important news this week. Okay. Great. Well, thank you very much, John, for the interesting Polish news. <laughs> We're going to move on to uh, rapid fire, and I'm actually going to go first. Um, I have a, a, a video game that I found a couple weeks ago. It came out about a month ago, um, but it's uh, on the, um, the consoles, but in the arcade uh, that you can get for Xbox Live Arcade and the PlayStation Network, and they also release it for Windows. It's called uh, um, Castle of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse. Now, this is a remake of an old Sega Genesis game, and it's taken uh, it's taken a few extra steps here. Obviously, the the graphics are much better, and you can go around in, in a more three D world. But it's one of those really really classic. Uh, kind of platforming video games starring Mickey Mouse and if you're a Disney fan you're really going to you're really going to enjoy this and and the gameplay is just is really fun um i mean there's a few things where like the the jumping in the controls can be a little aggravating at times but i thought if you're a Disney fan and you want to kind of get your fix this is it's on the uh, Xbox arcade PlayStation network it's it's like ten or fifteen dollars, and uh, is it can, strictly a side scroller, or is it a? For the most part, it's a side scroller until you get into like the uh, the boss battles, and then walking okay. around the main castle. So there's one of the boss battles there. It's uh, it, it's oh, it's Michael Eisner. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to steal Mickey Mouse's money. Um, <clears throat> is this it, footage from you playing, or is this, this is like yeah, this is my sad attempt to play oh, wow. a video game. But I I. I you know, I'm not a huge gamer. I don't play that much, but I really found it's a short video game, but you can sit down in a couple nights and and play through this and it's really fun and it's really creative. And again, it's if you're a Disney fan, it it's really going to I like how nothing else in it is Disney. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> recognize like anything except for crazy me. clown <laughs> battle and the tree stump battle, but <laughs> Well, again, I think I think the graphics are incredible. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, I can great. also I'm also really shocked at the qual- What did you do? Capture that off your TV? On the computer, I have like a where I can capture. That's unbelievable. The video game. Yeah, um, so it's called uh, Disney's Castle uh, Castle of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse. Again, it's on Xbox Live uh, Arcade, PlayStation Network, and you can also download it for Windows. It's really fun. You guys should check it out. So that's my uh, that's my rapid fire. Awesome. So uh, who do we have going next, Craig? We have John. John. All right. Disney Cruise Line has announced a new land and sea package. Uh, You can enjoy a Disney Cruise Line and Walt Disney World Resort stay all in one vacation. Package components include a three-night Disney Magic sailing from January 17th through February 7th, 2014. Three-night resort stay at a Disney resort. Um, The introductory pricing just reflects the all-star resorts, but others are available. You also get a three-day park hopper, theme park ticket, transfers between Orlando International Airport, Walt Disney World Resort, and Disney Cruise Line Terminal. Packages start at $789 per person for a family of four. Again, this is with the all-star music resort, so other resorts will be more money. uh, you have to book by December 31st, and again, it's for sailings January 17th through February 7th. Um, long th- time ago, we used to have Lancy packages all the time with yeah, these. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought it was a year-round thing at one point. Nope, they stopped a couple years ago, and I think this is going to be very popular. I wish they would do it for other sailings, because not everybody wants to do just a three-night sailing. I wish they would add it to... You think this is a test bed? I do. Yeah. 
I think, uh, especially during this time period, we've seen a lot of discounts come out. I think world is suffering. So what they're trying to do is figure out a way to boost uh, well, world numbers. Also now with the, uh, the magic coming back, they're going to have, at least temporarily, they're going to have more ships based out of Florida. So I think this makes a little more sense for them to uh, start offering uh, more of these land sea packages if, if you've got three ships in Florida for the time being. Also it tells me, too, that the magic's not doing as, be- as well as it should during yeah. that time frame. You know, they're not offering it on the dream or the fantasy, so that tells you something that they're full. Well, it's about to get a lot of publicity (laughs) in this coming week from all the websites. Do you think, I mean, we haven't experienced it yet. Do you think those changes are going to be enough for people to go on a Disney Magic sailing? You know, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping I'm excited about it because after being on the dream and fantasy, I haven't been on one of the classic ships um, since those two ships. So, you know, I don't know. you know how how excited I would be to go on one of those ships without all these rehabs. I mean, it's Disney Cruise Line. It's hard to say you wouldn't be excited, but I'm. I think these might. Um, you know, the slide, the slide alone. I think there's going to be those folks who want to see it, who want to see the changes, and want to see what's different. But you know, I don't know if it's going to be enough to draw in. People, I don't know if people are going to have the choice of where to do it. I think it's more about itinerary at this point. That's how Disney drives it. All right, that's it for my rapid fire. Cool. Well, thank you. Welcome. And then now we have Kevin. My rapid fire is about downtown Disney. They have something called Foodtopia. And uh. I am coming to this late, but I just saw the sign the other day. You can uh, order a three-course meal at one of seven restaurants. It includes a non-alcoholic beverage, and the three courses will be $30 per person. It's Bongo's, Cuban Cafe, House of Blues, Paradiso 37, Planet Hollywood, Portobello, Splitsville Luxury Lanes, and Wolfgang Puck Cafe. The option jumps to $60 if you want to eat at Fulton's Crab House. If you make a uh, Foodtopia reservation, you're also allowed 20% on Cirque du Soleil tickets. I think that's kind of a good deal. Yeah, Three courses yeah. for 30 bucks, including yeah. a non-alcoholic beverage. Yeah. And I think that's, I think it's a good deal. I didn't know about it. I just passed a sign on it the other day. This I enjoy like, bongos. Yeah, the, the restaurants that you're mentioning here are some of my favorites in downtown Disney. Well, it's pretty much all downtown Disney. Yeah. There's not a lot out, you know, the Wolfgang Puck restaurant, I mean, the cafe, that's not the upstairs, I guess, is what I'm yeah. saying. Okay, okay. I just wish there was an Earl Sandwich version. <laughs> Eight sandwiches for three dollars. <laughs> yeah. This is really? becoming very popular now. These things. Uh, downtown Orlando does it. They have uh, restaurants that participate in it. We went to Bull and Bear the other night. They had a special October tasting menu. New York City actually does it. Also, there's a, a restaurant restaurant month. I don't know what month it is. I forget. But New York City does this also. So I think it's kind of a cool thing. It offers you an opportunity to know what your price point is going in. Right. So so I guess how this would work is you'd buy a ticket beforehand and then just go to whichever venue you want? I actually think you just said it says you make a reservation. Okay. Uh, reservation uh, and payments must be made at least 48 hours in advance. So I think when you call up and make your reservation, you're going to pay for the full price. Wow. Kind of like you do if you're making... Um, Hoopsie well, do or... Yeah, something like that. One of those, yeah. So I think that's kind of cool. That is cool. It's a neat way to try some new restaurants. I also have another rapid fire. Sure. John and I went to the Food and Wine Classic at the Swan and Dolphin the other night. And we went on Friday night. Friday night and Saturday night have different menus at most of the places. Okay. But there was a bunch of people. Uh, We ran into people from 
all over. We ran into a nice man who told us he has a three-hour drive, Chuck and Tiffany. And Tiffany trains... Um, three-hour drive to work. Three-hour drive commute each way. Oh so we listened. We thought that was far. We thought he should move closer to work. <laughs> um, and his wife trains uh, help dogs. Not, not mm. rescue dogs. Um, like seeing eye. Seeing dogs. Seeing dogs. Therapy dogs. Therapy dogs. We thought that was really cool. Chuck and Tiffany were great, but we met a whole bunch of people. We met people from the UK. It was wonderful. There are um, several food booths. There was a great deal of wine if you were interested in wine. Yeah. There was an amazing yeah. amount of alcohol to be had. There were three, six, nine, uh, 12 different food booths. Each of the restaurants in the Swan and Dolphin offer something. A taste of something. And it's very much like food and wine, but you can purchase a wristband. Wristbands were $80. Or you could buy individual tickets, and things were two or three tickets, depending. Or you could buy a book of 50 tickets, If and I forget how much that was. It would tell me in here, but... We thought it was great, and we got a great big table, and people came and went as they wanted so we had a wonderful time i think i actually prefer this to food and wine now the weather was good this year so everything was outside yes it was not a typhoon like in years past where the food actually washed away (laughs) it rained hard that year we thought the food was really good i was i thought there was disproportionate wine and and alcohol to food yeah it it usually is that way it was like you could there was Booths and booths Where there were 12 food booths, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess there were 60 wine booths. Right. Oh, wow. And you waited wow. in line for the food, and the wine, I think you waited in line for the food, but the wine booths were empty. Right. So you guys don't drink too much, so did you feel like it was a good value just for the food and the kind of the atmosphere? Or? Yes. Yes. We had a good time. It was worth I the like money. the idea of not having to pay at each booth. I feel that slows okay. it down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I also like the idea that they put out tables for people. So... We got a table that were seating for 12, and someone from our group was always at that table. So it was like, you know, and other people would walk up, and if their seats were empty, they would say, do you mind if we sit and eat our stuff? And it, of course not. Have a seat. Yeah. Did it feel crowded, or did you feel like you had enough tables and seats for everybody? The tables and seats were fine. That, that did feel crowded, especially yeah. during so, in front of some booths. Um, I'm sure of like uh, Shula's. No, Shula's was actually fast because they didn't give out the big steak this year. Uh, they did a no. slice of steak. A slice. Um, Todd English's Todd English had a booth. He had two actually. Separate from Blue Zoo. Yeah, oh, really? Blue Zoo in his own booth. Todd English's Was he there? He was. Yes. Oh, wow. Now, here's the deal. I waited. I clocked it. Eight minutes to get my food at Todd English's booth because he's standing there taking pictures. Uh. You can go across the way, dude. You know, yeah. go stand somewhere else. I need to get to my food really fast. Um, good stuff. He had a tuna tartare. He had an oyster slider, which wow. was weird. But that sounds great. In general, a shrimp re- taco. A shrimp taco. In general, the food was very good. I really enjoyed the one thing. I had. Now, I've I've never done the food and wine classic. Obviously, I've done the food and wine festival. But um, for me, it seems like. I would imagine because these restaurants are coming out and representing themselves with their actual staff, that maybe at the Food and Wine cl- uh, Classic over at the Swan Dolphin, the people working the booths might be a little more knowledgeable about their uh, food and wine than we maybe were actually, Epcot. Uh, at El Molino, we were waited on by uh, Chef Tyler. Chef Tyler was oh. the gentleman <laughs> that we interviewed that yeah. day. So um, he was out there and, explaining what he made, taking care to make sure every dish was perfect as it went out. And that goes the same thing for the wine and the alcohol they serve. Usually there are, there are representatives there from those companies that, the can, that can actually speak about the wine yeah. they're serving you and not, okay, that's white and red. That's really nice. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. I'm upset that this was the first year that we missed it. 
we couldn't. I mean, it's not a. I don't see it as a an event that you bring children to. So we didn't want to bring the kids. I don't think just, I saw any. Kids. Yeah, it's, it's it's more of an adult uh, an adult event. So we couldn't find a center. So we just missed it. Huge this year. You know, I went all the way down uh, where it usually goes between the walkway between the two hotels, then all the way to the left out to where there's no more walkway, right. and right. then up to the right to where you almost where you walk to the boardwalk. Wow. As a matter of fact, one, uh, Kimonos was on a hill. <laughs> I was like, not only do you have to wait in line, I have to wait in line <laughs> yeah. on the hill. Well, they have the, they have that walkway. They also have those like gi- giant, uh, giant like patches of grass all over the place, and all these different things. That's that's interesting that it's growing that way. Do you think? At some point, they're going to go to multiple weekends? Or? We've asked them that, and they said there was no plan to do it in any time in the future. That's a big setup. Yeah. You know, it is to, a big setup. Keeping especially. all those booths there right. for the whole, entire week. Because that, that, like where Epcot locks, and you can leave that yeah. stuff out. You, yeah. This is the walkway Set between the two hotels. So uh, we, thought there, we thought there was enough tables. There's also tables for people who just want to stand. Mm-hmm. So if you're just grazing, yep. kind of. I think that's I com- I have to compare it to the Food and Wine Festival. I like the wristband idea. Yeah. I think Epcot should go to the wristband idea. I think people would pay a higher price for the opportunity to not have to get out that even that little card slows things down. If you could kind of breeze from booth to booth, I think that would I'm pretty sure I'd be able to get away with an eighty dollars worth of food at the food and uh, wine festival. Probably more. I guess you'd have to do like oh, hundred. Yeah, it would be more expensive. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be. It would definitely be more. And Disney charges more, I think. For but I think for me that that makes it easier. It's even easier waiting in line because it's just waiting in line for people to get their food. So all the yeah. lines moved fairly right. quickly. Yeah. It's almost like a, a VIP pass just for food and wine festival. Right. So right. Right. you pay a premium, you wear a wristband, and you can go straight up to. The oh, booth. Just tell them what you want. Isn't that amazing? I would, oh, yeah. I would, I'd start at 11 a.m. I also <laughs> think the idea nine. of having places where you can sit. And yeah. again, we had complete strangers come and sit with us, but we kind of made friends with strangers, you know? Yeah. It starts a conversation. So it's very flexible. And there were some absolute favorites. What was your favorite? My favorite was El Molino, was the uh, veal cheek ragu and po- homemade pasta. What is a veal cheek? It's the butt. Oh, Oh, no, I was thinking of that too. It's, it's, the, it's the dimple. <laughs> <laughs> and what's great about it is that if the portions aren't big, you can just go back right. and get more. Right. Do My they brother. judge you or is it pretty <laughs> open? <laughs> they, they actually mark you on your arm. Yeah, and they, I'll take the judging you. So that's really not a fair question. Uh, no, no, I mean, there's times when I said, you know, someone's back at the table. He doesn't want to walk up. Can I have two? And they would give you two without a problem. Yeah. Oh, we met one would. person. The people at Shula's were kind of, yeah, they were you're taking one. And what they did this year was a, a little uh, scoop of mass, mashed potatoes. And there was a sli- slice of steak. I'm having trouble talking. A slice of steak over the mashed potatoes with a little gravy. In years past, they gave you a little tiny filet mignon. It was a petite filet mignon. Wow. Yeah. So this had changed. Um, my favorite happened to be kimonos. I thought yeah. the sushi was a great aid this year. And believe it or not, I thought one of the other great dishes was the falafel. Mm. from the fountain it was um it had a, a sauce on it i thought they were great mm. and they were they reminded me of arancini the little rice balls that you get in some restaurants mm. this, only this was chickpeas and if you're a drinker it's a great way to go and try stuff like we had a bunch of wine drinkers and they would come back and say i like this or i didn't like this so they can go up and, and try mm. they have they, they have wine obviously represented there as a uh, beer and liquor uh, different beer companies w- as the well. beer was there there's no hard liquor 
Um, there has been in years past. Yeah, I, I know for a fact because I was mixing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went one year and they were making something with vodka with cucumber in it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I'm going to be honest with you, I wasn't looking for it this yeah. year. I didn't see it this year. I um, saw two bo- two beer booths. There was definitely a beer booth. And it seemed that where when you went to the wine booths they would you could ask for a sip or they would give you a serving and a serving was about half a glass you're provided with a little plastic plate with a divot in it where your wine glass sits Mm -hmm. and you were welcome to go back as much as you wanted but that was what a serving was the folks that were drinking beer were coming away with full and now it's still a wine glass but they were coming away with full servings of beer so Hmm. and I know there was an IPA there, but I don't Good. remember what the name of it was. I, I think apologize. if I were to do this, I'd have to get a hotel room and just. Oh, you, oh, you have to. Every time we've yeah. done it, you get a hotel Most room and you, do, yeah. you know. Get a hotel room <laughs> and like a furniture dolly to roll me out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we're not <laughs> so convenient. So, yeah, we didn't. We drove it. home. We drove yeah. home. Uh, the other thing I want to point out, too, is they had a band. And they have a band every year. Okay. The band was incredible. And usually I don't say that. They're, they're usually, usually about the big fountain, right? Exactly they cover the fountain. Right. They had lighting effects. It's, the band is usually down in front of the dolphin. Yeah. And I remember in years past where they were, I thought they not only were not very good, I thought they were tremendously loud. Deafeningly loud, in fact. As a matter, but this one, the band was not only good, they did cover songs of every popular song. So their, their repertoire ranged over several different styles Hmm. and they had speakers set up all around the party so it wasn't like they had to be loud in one location it was piped out to everybody and it was a nice level you could still have a conversation and enjoy the music i I know from experience and again i haven't been to the food and wine classic but uh i know that the swan and dolphin have an excellent events group uh they really can throw a party their lighting their audio stuff they do some cool stuff sometimes depending on whatever you know the group wants this was awesome cool i'm glad you guys had a good time so it was really fun i would recommend it to anybody and I think that people are taking notice of it. Uh, Saturday night sold out very early. Yeah. Only Friday night was available. So if you want to go, you do have to keep that in mind for next year that it did, Saturday night did sell out. I would assume that Friday night was close to selling out also. Is it something you have to get tickets ahead of time or can you get tickets at the door? We, uh, Is we it possible bought ticket, yeah. We bought tickets at the door. Okay. I actually bought tickets. It's like brown paper tickets is the site you do it through. Oh. And we did will call for a couple of them, but I did it on Thursday for Friday night. So There okay. were people who were uh, staying, obviously staying at the Swan Dolphin. I heard them asking people, what is this about? Yes. They would get off the boat mm-hmm. and go, what the heck is going on? And they were able to participate in the event Friday night. Oh. So it was, they were taking last minute entries the only irksome thing that i can say is that all of this is included in the price but bottled water or any kind of water and any kind of soft drink you have to pay for the water thing's uh, annoying, it is annoying. Yeah. Two, and two bucks a bottle so it winds up being, you think people would grab the bottles and bring them up to their room and well, start stockpiling I, someone like there's was, a shortage <laughs> people <laughs> will do things <laughs> even when you don't think they will they do but they were explaining um, someone talked to one of the managers and complained that a Diet Coke was what was it two or three bucks two bucks two bucks yeah. plus tax and he said that in years past they gave out cans of diet soda or regular soda and that the cost was $11,000 a night for the soda wow. wow we explained them that they should have gone to BJ's and bought them by the case Shasta Cola that's right <laughs> but Shasta fan. I think if you're paying $80 and especially for someone who really doesn't drink wine at all I had a couple of sips of different kinds I think throwing in a couple of Diet Cokes wouldn't kill you. Right. And you know, especially for the water thing, I mean, if people are drinking all that wine and beer, it'd be smart to have some kind of they water cooler, off. just like cups now, of every water. Every place that you went 
did have carafes of water on even the wine booth had oh, carafes. Okay, good. However, it was Tamp water. 88 degrees outside was, Friday night. But it, it's at least water there. To and it's warm. Yeah. So cool. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin. Appreciate that. Sean. Oh, okay, my uh, rapid fire is about the glow with the show ears that have uh, come to Walt Disney World. Um, Craig and I went to both the Fantasmic and uh, Wishes Celebrate the Magic that they had last week. Um, and so basically what they are, they're the uh, glow with the show ears, and they debuted in Disneyland, I think, last year? Yeah, me and Corey were actually there for the very first it was like performance last spring, of that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so basically they're these ears, they're 25 bucks, and they have three AAA batteries in them, and they have an RFID sensor, and they will light up Whoa. and interact with the uh, the stuff that's happening either in the fireworks or World of Color, whatever right. entertainment that they're 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 um, being used at. And so I like the ears. I think they're a little pricey. I think a lot of people are shocked by the price. Yeah, um, that's that's one of the big questions on Facebook. A lot of people, well, how much are they? Oh, I can spend yeah. my money on something else because you're a family of four. That's hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Yeah. So they're twenty five dollars like each. Not only that, but think about the kid who they don't know about it, and all of a sudden everybody else has got these on, and the kid starts screaming, "I want an ear! I want an ear!" I think I'm that's sure what Disney knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the weird, the weirdest thing I always thought about this is with as far as glow with the show, and especially uh, not just the ears, but once you see them with one of the uh, performances, mm-hmm. like the the fireworks or uh, World of Color or something like that. You're not actually enjoying your ears. You're enjoying the ears of everyone else around you. Which so, I like because then someone else is enjoying your ears behind right. you. Yeah. So it makes a huge difference um, if more people in the crowd yeah. have the exactly. ears than less. I don't know how well they're going to uh, catch on here only because it seems like most people at Walt Disney World are tourists. You know, They're coming in on vacation. Right. So to carry these with you back on another trip is going to be difficult because these don't fold they don't like fold. other ears. And, these and, are pretty they're, they're pretty they're heavy to wear all day too, especially yeah, in yeah. The, the Florida. You've got the batteries on top of your This head. isn't actually the first time they've done this with something that was um, that you could participate in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the height of pin trading, they sold a pin for each of the parks that was the a fairly good sized pin I'd guess three or four inches tall and three or four inches wide and you were supposed to wear them during the parade or in the shows and they were going to interact with the parade and the shows the problem was if you pin them to your clothes your shirt kind of pulled down around your and you had big holes in your <laughs> right, shirt and you had big holes in your so shirt so what exactly happens to the ears when the yeah, so show goes off it's different for everyone so they kind of theme it to whatever's happening so the, the ears change colors and then the rhythm kind of like the pattern that they right. light up and changes like if so, there's a fire scene on the castle all the ears will turn red exactly that must be awesome if you're back in the crowd yeah. and you see this right. sea of yeah. ears that must be really cool um, I think it worked the best with wishes so far um, and then I think second was probably Fantasmic just because it was nice to kind of see the it, it works well with the fountains it reminds Right. world of color um celebrate the magic was okay it wasn't as great well, one thing with celebrate the magic is that we went on premiere night and then we also went last night on premiere night it actually the rfid sensor stopped working about really? for the last five minutes of the show so the ears just remained black um and then last night like we expected probably only 100 people had the ears yeah. and that was spread all throughout main street so it you lose that effect if if you don't have a good size of people right in the middle who have them, then it's just like random ears lighting up all over the place. And you're buying these for everyone else's amusement. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> you don't see your own yeah, ears. That's you're, what I was trying to say. Yeah. It's But the more people that think right. like that and, and, and just go ahead and buy it, then exactly. you know, the better the experience. And they're bringing it to other things. I, I have a feeling they'll bring it to Illuminations. I don't think they've announced that yet. But they're bringing it to Osborne uh, Christmas Lights, which I think is going to be fantastic. The, yeah. Um, they've actually ripped up like the the cement in the ground 
of uh, Streets of America and throwing all the RFIDs. Is that how they're doing it? It's on the ground rather than up above. This is what somebody I know that works over in that area told me. They closed for I don't know how long, but they, yeah, they ripped up the concrete. So they're putting the sensors down below. That's interesting. Below you. Hmm. At least for that. Sure. You know, they can't rip up Main Street. Main Street's gone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's also, there's still sensors in the ground from parades and stuff, so they could probably integrate it with that. Yeah. They should add it to Space Mountain. I think when that, when that rolls around, (laughs) when, when Osborne, uh, Spectacle of Lights rolls around, I think that could be absolutely perfect. I just hope it's not the last year for Osborne. I think that's what we're hearing. I heard that just recently. It's a rumor, but yeah. I think Corey's right. I think they're going to, you could put this in anything. You could put it in shows. You could put it in rides. Be a little I worry about rides. I wouldn't put it on Space Mountain because it would fall off someone's head and someone would lose an eye. And it would be distracting these, in Hall of Presidents. light streams going around. The Hall of Presidents. That would be a little distracting. Four square and seven years. I have Sean Hart right to someone who'll lose an eye. On Space Mountain? Of course someone would. <laughs> Tower of Terror. So as of right now, your your top three lists, it's the Wishes. Those are only three so far, right. but if I had to order them, I'd go with Wishes Fantasmic then, then Celebrate. And Someone's I, just posted in our chat room that they've had them at Disneyland for a while right now, and right. it's fairly rare to see them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's an undertaking to bring these with you. I mean, even I'm local, and so these are my uh, pair from Disneyland. So, yeah. um, Oh, so they worked here. They, they do. Did you change the battery? My battery's dead. I had to, yeah. Me and, me and Corey and Tom Bell got really lucky uh, for when we were previewing Cars Land and Buena Vista Street. They, they literally handed these hats out to every single person in the crowd for world of color one night and actually i had i had gone back to the room to like edit a video and Corey calls me you got to get back here man <laughs> hurry we didn't know they were going to do it and it turned it turned out to be one of the best shows I i've think ever seen if they life. start doing something like you get a set with a dinner package for phantasmic or if they include it in some kind of package that would be a good idea more people would wear them and have them absolutely and, or, or maybe even do some kind of like renting thing I, that's kind of weird but <laughs> just the more people that you get have a stroller them, you get it you get yeah, some years for the cost of those strollers, Spray they should. Like bowling shoes. <laughs> I see them like a secondhand market on eBay now. People are like selling them on eBay. I'm sure. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you, Sean. Appreciate that. Corey, what do you have for us? Uh, there's a new water thrill ride coming to Orlando Aquatica. Um, launched a, a sneak peek at a, um, a new water ride they're doing. They say it's going to be the tallest water thrill slide of its kind in Orlando. So it looks like they're going after... Summit Plummet at Blizzard Beach. The the video is a short video. It's just a person standing, um, like laying on the slide, and then something sounds like something drops out from underneath them. So wow. a, little, a little bit of the aqua dunk going on, I think. So it should be pretty interesting. Blizzard, taller than Summer Summit Plummet. Summit Plummet's 120 feet tall. So if they go taller than that, uh, it should be interesting. I I did. I that mean, it once. says it's the tallest water thrill slide of its type in Orlando. So maybe. Maybe there's yeah. a little underlying thing. You've right. done it once and you're still recovering from the wedgie. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. It took a lot to get me up there and do that. I did some employment once, and when you come and you flatten out and the water sprays up, I washed out children. <laughs> <laughs> the wave went into the parking lot. Yeah. Mommy. I've seen some sights. So this is for Aquatica. Any uh, any idea of a release date? No, it, yeah. I just received this in my email this morning. Okay. So it should be interesting. There's a there's a video and the hashtag that they're using for this nothing is hashtag nothing taller. <laughs> okay, wow. I know we'll that's say. bold. That's bold. That's See, bold. but you know, at Blizzard Beach, Summit Plummet's so tall, but it's built on a mountain. I, you know, I don't know how they're gonna. And there, you, there's a chairlift you can take up to. Right. It. it should be interesting to see how they pull this off. It's nothing. It's just like gonna going. be like a, a frame with a tall slide on. I it. hate going to water parks and you just have to zigzag up a giant yeah. frame. 
to a water slide. That's wet and wild. Oh my god! Yeah, and you can see people doing it from you know International <laughs> Drive. Yeah, <laughs> so that should be interesting. Cool. Well, we'll keep a we'll keep an eye out for any more details for nothing taller. It's nothing taller. All right. Well, thank you, Corey. Craig, what do you have? Okay, so um, the Mickey Mouse that's at Town Square. He is now Magician Mickey, and you can meet him. And the special thing is, he's he's talking to guests now. So, like the character heads that you see um, at the whatever the castle show is. They do the castle, now. yeah, yeah, whatever that's called. Um, the same character heads that they've been using for all that stuff now is being integrated with the Mickey meet and greet. Uh, now, now, what he means by that is the the Mickey Mouse, the Donald, the Goofy, that can actually move their mouths. They have the articulated heads and eyes and, and mouths. So of course, have... yeah, and they can blink mm-hmm. as well. Of course, in the shows, everything is pre-recorded dialogue. Now, this is supposed to be a little bit different, right? Yeah, um, I'm not sure how the technology works since I don't work there, but mm-hmm. basically he'll have different interactions with guests. Uh, Disney Parks blog put up a video yesterday morning Showing what it was like, and he was doing card tricks with guests. Oh um, just, just he a bunch of cool money. stuff. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I didn't get a chance to look Swind- at it last night. Swindler Mickey, <laughs> Mickey the Grifter, cardboard box with three cards, and it's only twenty five dollars to talk to him. <laughs> so, in your um, in your email saying you were going to talk about this, you use the words creepy. Yeah, creepy uh, Mickey. They've used at Magic I, Kingdom. I think he's really creepy. Um, <laughs> All the reviews I hear, they say he's extremely talkative. Like they can't <laughs> shut him up. <laughs> he's like that pal Mickey that used to have <laughs> videos of people just walking yeah. away. <laughs> he's not even clocked in. He's walking backstage. Yeah. Hey, pal. Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> you want to get lunch? Pick a card. Any card. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we'll. Uh, I'm going back tomorrow morning, so hopefully we'll get some video. See when you go over everything. there, I'd like I'd like to see if there's any kind of integration with like the Magic Bands or anything like that. Well, that's, I'd be interested to see. That's coming next. Like they yeah. said months ago, that you were going to have your Magic Band on, and then RFID readers would pick up your name, and then he'd be able to start <laughs> saying your name. How was lunch? So. <laughs> he, knows, he knows your social security card, your number. <laughs> Here comes the mark. Signed you up for credit cards. I'm just going to go to school. I'm going to I'm going to make <laughs> fake names just for that, like Poop Face McGee. Oh, hi. <laughs> Something silly. It's like a prankster. Uh, well, that was interesting. <laughs> yep, that was. Cool. cool. Well, well, thank you, Craig, for the uh, final rapid fire. And thank you guys for a great show today. Um, we are going to wrap it up right now for this segment. Um, again, we hope you stick around for our next segment. We have uh, Drinks Around the World, and that's for uh, Yacht Club, Beach Club, and Swan and Dolphin. So for those of you uh, live, just stick around. We'll have that after a nice short break. So again, we hope you have a wonderful week, and thanks for watching the Diz Unplugged.